This week on Evasion of the Podcast, the satellite of love may fly again. There's a flurry of news out of Anaheim, as BlizzCon was this weekend. And Joe sits down with the one-on-one interview with the Queen of Blades. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion the Podcast, where we're taking you over the world one listener at a time. I am, as always, Paul who stands in the fire no matter how many times people tell him not to, Stedman. And to my left, as always, is Joe. Shaman, no! <laughs> Peters. Oh, you're going to probably have to explain the whole Shaman, no joke. I, we, we'll, we'll get but into that. But I'm glad that. that's yeah. my BlizzCon name. That's... Yeah, it's just like, Shaman, no! All right, so, um, yeah, I, th- th- this is going to be a lot of wonderful Blizz, uh, Blizzard, uh, BlizzCon whatever that uh, talk uh i just did want to open up with the saying before we dig into that uh and joe saw the, the reaction on twitter last night i was at the Cavs game um side note I, I had actually not been to a Cavs game like a professional like not preseason ever since my time in cleveland and i've been here since like 2000 so this is my first time actually going to an actual Cavs game and i it was a lot of fun but they have the humongatron there which is like um i still think that, it's the biggest that screen is ridiculous it, but but it doesn't take away from like i like how no, the screen but it's just a, it's like you could look down and see like these inch high players because i was all the way up like i made the joke last night if i was any higher i'd be on top of the terminal tower looking down at the court mm-hmm. um but you can still see everything on the court really well and the screens are just huge so it doesn't make you feel like it doesn't doesn't get in your face, even though how big it is. Um, but halftime of the game, uh, the Warcraft trailer played. Like, like it wasn't the full one, but it was like enough. And it's just, I was just sitting there, just like I'm at a professional sports venue, and I'm seeing a trailer for Warcraft, and it was it's, just uh, that would be really bizarre. It, w- it was bizarre. So uh, yeah, I, um, I I took the time to to tweet at the director Duncan Jones. I was like, hey, I just totally saw your trailer for your movie, and he was like, that's pretty cool. And I lost my mind for a second. So. There you go. It's internet famous for like a second. Not second. really though. Just a second. Yeah. We can't we can't get any internet fame, but we'll take what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, before we get to the Blizzard stuff, we have some other awesome news to get to. Good news, everyone. Always good news. The good news is I hit buttons on time. It was amazing. Uh, news as always is brought to us by Midwest Best Grooming Company, strong enough to tame the gr- uh, roughest of faces and alluring enough to draw on those who love it. That's mwbgroomingco.com. And oh, they've yeah. got a yeah. I, I I'm like you're like beards I, done. Beards yeah, done. Just, no, <laughs> so so done with beards. No, we brought up they had the uh, they have the um, the flea market coming up. I okay. think on the 21st of this month. But then they have another event that they're, they sponsor a lot of events because they're all over Cleveland. Um, they have a lot of money. More There's money. a lot of facial hair in Cleveland. There is, but they have a lot more money to sponsor stuff than we do because <laughs> nobody pays us. Um, uh, well, we sponsor all the uh, like all the shaved faces. You just don't realize it. Right. <laughs> so Midwest Best Grooming Company covers beards. We cover non-beards. You're welcome, world. Yeah. But uh, check it out. They're doing a, a sponsor of a burlesque show um, on December 11th uh, at the Beachland Ballroom. 
Uh, it's actually a Star Wars theme because, uh, you know, the new movie's coming out. So they're calling it the Tease Awakens. Yeah, I'm coming out dressed as the Death Star. Yeah. Just, uh, it's, you know, you know, just I'm already that shape, so it works out. And I'm going like, to do, do like a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> completely all wrapped up. And, I'll be out in the audience with a dollar going, yep. just like wave them a dollar uh-huh. around at you. It'll be pretty great. And then eventually I'll get scared and run away, but come back with more people. Yeah, and tassels. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, plenty of news to get to. Exciting, uh, some exciting news, um, some sad news, um, and some interesting news, I guess. Uh, this week, uh, they uh, Joel Hodgson, uh, Hodgson, Hodgson, uh, Joel of uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000, uh, they finally got some right stuff taken care of. They finally are in a position where he wants to bring back the show. And, um, but I know Mike Nelson and his, his side of things, they've been doing riff tracks for a long time now because that was how they're able to get around a lot of the rights issues is just, if you record the audio and play the movie separate, the movie people can't get mad at you for just having selling audio. Right. So that was a way to get around that. If you sync it up on your own. Yeah. And then Joel, um, he and his crew did what they called a cinematic Titanic, which was they, they just go and do live like um, more um, like reacting like to things, which was like how the original MST3K was. Yeah. While Mike Nelson was more scripted, you know. So, but they want to bring back the show. Um, there is Kickstarter for this. Like, they, they get two million dollars. Um, they'll be able to make three new episodes. Um, there's still. It's not clear it, like who's all going to be involved. I know it's going to be Joel. Um, I think, I think Mike will be allowed in. Not that there's like bad blood. It's just there's difference of opinions of how they would prepare for a show. Um, though I like the Mike Nelson years a little bit more than I like the Joel stuff. Cause I just, I don't know. I have a, I have a soft spot for the final sacrifice episode. Do you remember that one with no, Rousedower, Zap Rousedower? I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell Puma you Man, any, any of the movies. Like Alien if I, from LA. If I saw them, I would remember them, but I couldn't oh, tell you any of the titles. Time Chasers. Oh my no. good. Like, by the way. <laughs> A lot of the stuff's available on YouTube, wink, wink, just go watch it, you know? And because they also lost, like, they don't have the rights to sell a lot of it because they, because the movie's right. So a lot of it's kind of out there because no one can really make money off of it. So go, go watch it. But I'm excited for new episodes. There's Kickstarter. We're going to donate to it. I'm going to throw a few dollars at it because, I mean, how, how can I not help bring Mystery Science Theater 3000 back? Um, there's a hashtag that is um, floating around. People have been using its hashtag bring back MST3K. Uh, also just go to the Kickstarter page, check it out. I think it's really great that we're at a time now where, um, people is, in a general can be like, Hey, we missed that media. We want it to come back. But for whatever reason, Firefly is not coming back, but that's a whole other thing, I guess. That's just, never going to come back. It's just, it feels like that show came out just a little too soon for this kind of resurrection. Not that Mystery Science Theater, but it's a different type of format. Yeah, so, I can't believe yeah. after so many other shows got resurrected. Like X-Files is coming back here in a second. Did and just never, like, yeah. yeah, just need to bring back uh, Serenity and then, uh, sorry, no, Firefly. And then also Briscoe County Jr. Like, just bring <laughs> I, back some Cheers. You, make make new Cheers episodes. I don't know. Cheers episodes. <laughs> you know, oh, like, I mean, what are, the, what are the people that did MASH? What are that. they doing? Don't, they would totally do like a whole new Cheers and it would probably be ruined just bring back frazier i mean what the kelsey Grammer? he's never not been frazier just have him come back to the show he's constantly frazier bringing people from wings bring you know you know bring a sandman in he'll be sad uh, thomas hayden church i don't know anyway um i'm excited uh, i think it's i think it'll be really cool and it looks like they're really close to hitting their two two million dollar goal after that they said that uh like every million they hit they'll be able to do two additional episodes so they're hoping for a whole run of 12 to start oh. so that sounds like a lot of money to make these, but I guess they're probably got to rebuild sets. You could probably have to put a lot of infrastructure back in to make this happen and also get the rights to the movies. So where they can actually keep them and still actually sell these episodes, 
you know, because I know there's windows of rights, right? I mean, there's like I don't time. even know. There's so oh. many things that get tied up with stuff. Like I don't know if you had it on your list of news, but like the whole thing with like Robin Williams and Disney and them wanting to do another Aladdin movie, but then on his will, he said that they, that it had, they had to wait like what 25 years oh. to use any of his old uh, recordings to like try to yeah like spin out another. I think it's Aladdin four. It would be. Yeah, because they had the, the two direct uh, yeah. the video things, right? One was uh, one was him, and one was uh, Dan Castanella. Yeah, yeah. So you had Homer Simpson as the voice of the genie. Yeah, I mean, you're so. I know with the early Mystery Science Theater, it's like they found like old Godzilla movies, old like uh, crime movies that were really really cheap to pick up to use, and then. Once the show started getting popular, the people that owned those movies were like, hey, we want our money. And so then they, they had to run this problem where it's like these things that weren't worth anything suddenly became popular because of the show making fun of them. Yeah, but you would think if, if, if entertainers are going to do that, then, you know, to begin with, you, regardless of how you, successful it's going to turn into as like a cult hit, that they would get their ducks in a row. Like, you know, if this ever happens, then we need to make sure that whoever these guys are. You know, I yeah, mean, but I mean, this is when this was happening. Like, I'm sure this was a kind of like un, uncharted waters. They didn't know that would be some of the problem because that's one of the problems with why the show got canceled when it did is because it became too expensive to get the rights to the movies they wanted to do because everyone knew what was coming and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna charge yeah. oh yeah way too much. You want to use yeah. our stuff, then you're gonna pay us because we know how much you're gonna make. Yeah, right? um, but I, yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, so speaking of something uh, coming back that a lot of its life. And the reason people know is because they end up spreading around. Like people would do like recordings and recordings and recordings and pass the, the tapes around, which that was always another statement of like pass the tapes, keep passing them. So people would watch Mr. Science Theater. Betamax is finally going away as a format this year in a few months. <laughs> this was so news to me. Like when you told me this, I was like, what? No, that has to be This, gone. this feels like this would be good invasion of the podcast news to be like, oh, beta, you know, that format that, um, that no one's thought about for a long time. And I know. Um, the reason, and I, I was going to tell Joe this, that, uh, I know the reason why it actually had a longer lifespan than, than Joe remembers because at the time there was the beta and the VHS wars. Mm-hmm. And, um, the reason why VHS won wasn't because it was a better product. It's just because they were like, oh yeah, you could put porn on there. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, we'll release tapes as all adult entertainment while beta was like, no, 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 only certain studios we have standards. And then they're like, okay, well, we're not making money now because the adult market went to VHS. Yeah, and that kind of took the legs out from under Beta. Well, who who was backed by Beta was Sony, right? Yeah, and then VHS was um, a couple different things because it was kind of like the people, other people could make well the players and not just one proprietary they, uh, company. Well, they probably obviously learned their lessons, not so much about the porn part, but like they with Blu-ray when Blu-ray and HD DVDs launched. Remember yeah. that? Remember when that started? Yeah, no. Remember also what happened there too? HD DVD wouldn't let itself be used for adult entertainment, and they and so they all went to Blu-ray. That's what happens. Yeah, but you're right. Like there was different studios. Like I know Disney originally went behind HD DVD, right? And then they realized that no one was buying them, so then they just was like, "Okay, fine, we're going to Blu-ray." Yeah. You know, but uh, but Beta was used because it was actually was so- Sony owns Blu-ray, don't they? Um, yeah, I think they bought the patent. Whenever, yeah. They yeah. Um, so, so I, I guess Sony's like, screw you. Like They're everybody like, didn't hmm, buy beta. I guess what, you're going to yeah. buy this now. Why didn't they buy our beta? Oh, porn. Okay. Yeah. 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 We got it's it this like, time with Blu-ray. Yeah. It's like no one bought our mini discs that had all this porn on it. Uh, no. Uh, do you remember mini discs? Do you remember them? No. I okay. remember laser discs. <laughs> I liked mini discs a lot. They were like the little small recordable discs and it's like, oh, this could hold six songs. This is amazing. And then burnable CDs came out so that I kind of forgot about it. Um, so beta was a better format. It actually, you could, um, it didn't have a lot of generation loss versus VHS, so you could actually record it 
couple times without it getting really goofy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, up until like the early 2000s, it was still used a lot in news studios because you could uh, blank those tapes and keep using them for news gathering and you wouldn't really suffer any type of like damage like versus like a VHS tape if you kept recording over and over again. Oh, so that's kind of why they stuck around so It was long. for news gathering. Oh, like when okay. I was in college many, many moons ago, I actually, we had these three quarter inch beta decks that we'd use to record. These tapes were huge, but they're considered beta. So until like um, digital technology caught up, beta was like the standard for news gathering. But I don't know why it's still being made now. So Well, they're done. Yep. All right. So RIP beta, you will be missed or you have been missed. We didn't know you were still around. Uh, so then, uh, so we got, uh, like I said, we had some good news, some weird news, and now some sad news. Today was the last day um, they were recording Mythbusters or filming Mythbusters. Probably not on beta. Uh, I hope not. Uh, um, was it uh, Ab Savage was tweeting all day of his last day on set of Mythbusters. It's done after 13 years. Season's still coming, so we're, we, we can be sad later, but this is it. It's done. And that really just bums me out. I love Mythbusters. It's like the only reality TV that I could just binge over and over and over again. Even if I know the results, I still watch it. Right. And I mean, it's sad when you lose a good educational show because there's so much garbage on television. You're right. And it really was like as, as goofy as some of the experiments were, there was an inherent lesson learned in all of it. So, I, uh, you know, just it's kind of a Mr. Wizard of a generation. It's true. Yeah. No, it's just, it, it is. If anybody it, out there who listens knows who Mr. Wizard is, because trust me, there's a few people probably within the fa- past year that I've said something about Mr. Wizard and they looked at me weird and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like Mr. Wizard, but with like way more explosions, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I'll be, I'll be sad, but I'm sure I'll probably just start back over at season one and then watch all 14 again, then start over again and just watch it all mm-hmm. again and forget about all the experiments in between, you know? Um, I, I just, it's it's sad, it, but they really did raise the bar in terms of what you can expect out of um, educational television. And then everybody else after that was like, well, we could just build cars and show them that. And it just it became, I don't know, yeah. I feel like every, after that, because they were, Jamie and Adam are really interesting personalities, right? And that also kind of tied into how the show was popular because they're engaging and interesting people. And then so suddenly it became like, well, we could do something, but it has to have interesting people in it. So every show had to have... I, just, I don't know. Did you ever watch that um, West Coast Choppers? No, I'm aware of it. I never watched <laughs> You're it. You're aware of it. Yeah. Uh, I Is never there any guilty it. pleasure reality TV that you watch? Huh. No? I don't like reality TV. No? Okay. Uh-huh. Not even. I'm trying to think. I mean, there. well, you know what? I did watch like like half a season of Sons of Guns oh. where they were like a gunsmith shop. I watched. It wasn't even like a. It was like I, I remember I like if it was on like. During a part of the day, I would watch it because I was like, oh, they're making this gun or whatever. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Do you ever watch like that Master of Arms where they like the guy makes all the different swords from like the video games and everything? Mm-mm. Oh, I did. Um, uh, you know what I did watch was, uh, what the hell was that show with the warriors that would fight the ultimate, not the ultimate warriors. Um, they would take something like they would take like, um, like William Wallace versus like, like some historical figure and then they would do all these like data things and oh, like, kind of show like who would win yeah i can't no. remember what it was called deadliest warrior okay that, that, that at least that's a, i don't remember that show no. i i think that was that was real deadliest warrior so they would take they would they would have like a like there was like a guy who was a ufc doctor and he would like do all the statistics and things like if you got hit with a like a claim or not a, yeah claymore not not the mine, but the actual sword. <laughs> you know how much damage you know, it would do, like, yeah. and, and you know they would they would they they had like ballistic gel that they would use stuff on, hmm. and they would get like um 
like pig, like dead pigs from like slaughterhouses and like hit them and see how the damage would, you know, and then they would calculate all that. And then they had some kind of magic computer that would figure the fight out and stuff. I just like that's a UFC doctor where it's like, it almost like, I think of that like, well, a, like a horse doctor where he, it's like, he just comes in like, oh, he's dead. Like, well, he's a sports doctor, <laughs> but I remember that they were always like, he did UFC. Doctor. It's like, oh, that guy's knocked out. They bring out the little tent and they just see yeah. the shotgun come in. It's like, oh, he's not, he's not performing anymore. It's like done anyway. But um, it was, I think, I don't even know if it's still on the air. It, they would always just do these word mashups, be like, who'd win in this fight? You know, that, that, that's, that's, um, Genghis Khan or William Wallace, you know, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm just trying to think of like, there's any reality TV that I feel is guilty pleasures. I mean, I got hooked on like MasterChef for like a hot minute. Cause I think it's interesting seeing Gordon Ramsay, like care about people, but also just like berate them. Like, I'm always just torn between, like, oh, I want to meet this guy, but I'd be terrified if I met him and, like, made one wrong move because then suddenly I think he would probably, like, swear my hair off my head or something. And I just <laughs> don't know what I would do. So, um, but anyway, Myth- Mythbusters, um, you'll be missed. I will enjoy this last season. Um, it bummed me out that, um, that when, they, when they let go of, like, Tori, um, uh, Carrie Byron, and, um, and Grant, when they got rid of, like, they didn't get rid of them, but I, the writing was on the wall that something was coming. You know, they got, then they, they, they stopped after last season. So this, this most, this season coming is just, uh, Jamie and Adam. And you knew something was going to happen. So, mm-hmm. still makes me sad. Anyway. Um, so enough about that. And then we're going to, um, some, a Star Wars fact and then also some sad Star Wars news. So we'll keep, <laughs> keep the fun train rolling here on the show. Five weeks till Star Wars. Five weeks. Or no weeks for some Star Wars fans. Yeah. Is is it a sad Star Wars fact? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, you're going to talk about, like, so give us the Star Wars fact that you found out about, like the... Oh, you know. so the, the Episode 7, so Episode 7 fact. I'll give you an old fact and, like, an Episode 7 fact. So, like, this isn't really a fact. It's fact. more of a new news. So, like, they announced that, that Princess Leia, or, or Carrie Fisher's character, is going to drop the whole princess title <laughs> for... Uh, episode seven, and she's going to be General Leia, Leia Organa. Oh well, so, okay. Is that a big plot point that she's leading some kind of big she army? Is, like her character, like Abrams described her character as somebody who's very tired and stressed because of uh, leading the, uh, I guess now the New Republic. Uh, you know, as a general, and and she's got a lot bearing down on her, so she's kind of like a a gruff character, I guess. I guess that makes sense because I didn't think about um, the reality of them resetting the the universe where so you got the end of, of jedi the good guys win uh the empire's fallen and so like you know the rebels are now the new standard right they're the, right. the, 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 the leaders right they prob- step on in yeah. yeah so it's i guess that makes sense that there would be a new republic i didn't think about that right. so that's i don't know why that didn't occur to me but it's i don't just know like, i didn't ext- i didn't extrapolate all that i'm like oh yeah i guess someone would have to run the universe then huh? right they're definitely it's probably the new republic i mean they're definitely they haven't said anything officially but i mean they can't really be the rebels anymore because they're not really rebelling at <laughs> anything. Uh, but we're yeah. not the home team, guys. We're no so, longer the, the away team. We're the home team now. He did say that there might be a hint at Princess Leia in, um, in the movie, but not like as an official title, like how she was in the, the original trilogy. Okay, gotcha. Which is weird because she only really got that title because her mom was a, an elected queen of a, of a, of a planet. Because eh, her dad was, her foster dad was a senator. So And Jimmy Smith's. And Jimmy Smith, <laughs> which ties into my fact. Oh, oh, oh. truth! Jim, the real Star Wars. Fact. J- Jimmy Smith's. Um, there's a scene in Revenge of the Sith where Jimmy Smith rolls up to the Jedi Temple after Vader assaults it with uh, the Five O First 
and order 66 is initiated and there's a couple of uh clone troopers that kind of are like hey get out of here you can't park your car there on the weekends and uh this jedi jumps out of nowhere and it's like some teenage kid and he just does some weird flailing with a lightsaber because he has no grace and then they shoot him down you know like okay like like you know like the jedi dog he is and um that's Joe's actually, definitely not pro Sith in this I, entire discussion here. <laughs> just so you're aware. Hey, I, I am clearly, a, I am a PR Sith representative. Yeah. Okay, so you know, um, but no, that's actually uh, the actor. I don't even want to say actor. That's George Lucas's son. <laughs> so um, he his he got his dad to sneak him into the movie. Uh, really, a sneak George Lucas at that time, sneaky kid in the movie. Sneaky kid in the yeah. movie. So yeah, um, I, I thought you were going to say that. Well, his daughter's in it too, and he's in it. There's a scene where there's like a it's like a Senate hearing. There's a lot of different aliens and things walking around the Senate, mm-hmm. and just passing by is Lucas and his daughter. Yeah, like dressed up. You can't even tell because he looks like a weird blue alien thing. Yeah. So. I mean, I, you know, if 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 I had a creative universe and I was already making so many movies, I would definitely put myself in the movie somewhere. Why not? Yeah. Why not have some of that fun? But I thought you were going to say Jimmy Jimmy Smith pulls up to the the temple after all the slang, and he's there with Dennis Franz, and they're trying to figure out what happened. And they're going around questioning <laughs> people, like just totally like an NYPD blue, but mixed with like Star Wars. Yeah. That would, and then like then they see like the dead body of David Caruso. Like it would have been <laughs> the. I want to see this movie now. I kind of want to. Dennis Franz is played by Max Rebo, the blue elephant guy from uh, Java's Palace. You see his ass. Yeah. Like it just it doesn't even make. <laughs> like, you know, it's like they're, they're they're just shaking people down, asking about Order sixty six. Like, oh man, that's you know that's NYPD Jedi Blue. That's I, I want to see this. I want to see. You know, anyway. we should make it. Yeah, yeah, that's I probably won't. Uh, it talks about rights issues. That's a lot of layers there going on. You know, uh, so. The other other uh, bit of news, just in passing. Oh God, that was a terrible way to say that. Uh, there was the 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 guy who um, had the terminal cancer that was going to see wanted to see the new Star Wars movie. Um, his name was D- Daniel. I think it was his, his first uh, name. Daniel Fleetwood. Yeah. Yeah. He he um he had terminal cancer, and I believe in July. I want to say July. He got to see Episode Seven. Well, n- n- no, I know that's when they said July. They, they gave him two months to live. Right. And then so he was like, I don't think I want to make it to December. So he started, like, they started petitioning. And only recently they got to show it to him. And then like a week later he passed. Yeah, he just passed away like a couple days ago. Yes. I mean, that that's, um, it's not the first time that um, studios and creators have like rushed to help those that have not. Like I know there was a, 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 a Pixar did something for a family that there was like a kid that really wanted to see up. And so they brought it to him, but at the time he couldn't even see anymore. So his parents, they're telling him what was going on. And just thinking about that makes me just want to cry my eyes out. Yeah, did you think sad. about the sadness of up on top of that? Oh man. Yeah. So, I'm not a big fan of up what? because it's so sad. Yeah. No, up is one of the greatest movies yeah, ever made. I didn't like up. I know. No, everybody what? loves up. No, I don't know if I can continue on. We're done now. I guess I'm just sad. <laughs> End like, of podcast. Yeah, I guess. No, I, the, the, the first 20 minutes makes you want to weep openly, but I then just, after that, you deal with Doug and then Kevin. I broke up it, the podcast. Just, yeah. I'm not saying I hated it. I so just so you're going to tell me that you think Wally is just terrible. I like Wally. Okay, but I that's, that's also a sad movie at times. I don't think it's just, I don't know. I, I don't think Up is nearly the built-in cry fest that Toy Story 3 is. That movie just makes you like, it's just like, oh, hey, your childhood's going away. Oh, um, we're going to go throw this into like, these toys are going to go in this incinerator. They're all going to hold hands because they're about to die. It's like, that's, that just, I don't, that makes anybody that has a soul. But wanna... we're going to get Toy Story 4, so it's all better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I, like a sequel to Up. Like, 
further up, up. Further up? Yeah. What if it's down? <laughs> oh, I don't want to know what, what that happens. What if they go into the core of the earth and there's like mole people and everything? Hmm. I'd watch that. See, I just, I just wrote down. You just wrote down. And it, the first 20 minutes is really happy and then the rest of the movie is just completely sad. sad. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> I love this movie. What happened? Yeah. Oh, but I just, um, you you mentioned that the what happened with, uh, with Daniel, which... It, it's a it's it's a sad story of what happened, but it's a good story that he was able to see because he loves Star Wars. And I know there's people out there that love that have something they love, and it's like and you think about like what time you may have left, and you may not even know. But it's like you want to surround yourself with the people you care about and the things you love. And it's like and he had, you know, this is something he really wanted to know what happened and wanted to see what happened, and good for him that at least he got to see the thing that he wanted. But you had mentioned that it was almost identical to the plot of the movie Fanboys. Which is which is the same thing where a group of friends get together to get their friend who has terminal cancer across country the Skywalker Ranch to see Episode One before it comes out. Which um, that was made a few years ago. Ernest Klein wrote the screenplay. He did um, uh, podcast well, favorite Ernest Klein. The well the the movie actually it was weird. The screenplay got written and it got greenlighted and it took a long long time to get produced. Yeah, because um, I remember I saw a trailer for it. I can't remember when, and then like four or five years later, the movie came out, and I was just like, oh, I remember that. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Um, and I, I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but this is basically, yeah, real-life fanboys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, just uh, interesting story. Uh, again, uh, condolences to to anybody. Like, I, you know, I don't, you don't have good words for that. I don't have good words for that. It's just, it is, it's a sad story, but it was a nice thing that happened. And Abrams and company were able, and I know even like, what was it? Peter Mayhew and like Mark Hamill were out tweeting, trying to get attention to the situation. Um, they're, they're really big on, I don't want to say social media, but they're very big about having a voice about for their fans. Um, you know, uh, cause I see Mark Hamill tweets a lot of stuff. Peter Mayhew, tweets a ton of stuff like interesting fact about peter mayhew too is he's a double bonus fact career life chewbacca he has only done one other technical movie i don't know what it is what is it uh the golden voyage of sinbad Uh, i thought it was a dragon ball movie oh that he was there was a sinbad movie that was made um he played the minotaur like briefly there's times where there was a minotaur that like you'd see in like the the large shots he was wearing this minotaur outfit oh, okay and then when the other times he was stop uh motion animated by you know um uh, uh harryhausen so okay. it was like this is right before star wars like he was the minotaur didn't have a speaking part just kind of stood around probably good uh, role prep for chewbacca yeah <laughs> but that's all he does is chewbacca he started in 83 uh not 83 79 mm-hmm. 79 and then um he uh Last time he was he was in a movie was Revenge of the Sith. No, so and so, then and now he's going to be in Episode Seven. But that's all he does. He does his conventions and he's got his Facebook and his Twitter and he does a lot of stuff, you know, for his fans and pretty much just lives off of being Chewbacca. So would you say he did it all for the Wookie? He did do it all. Yay! For the bad joke. All right. <laughs> so enough about Star Wars for now. Like, have you noticed that as the as the weeks are melting down, the Star Wars information's ramping up? So. Uh, I'm sure Joe's not going to be able to contain himself. There's going to be a Star Wars cast coming. It's going to yeah. be nothing but Star Wars. We're going to have a lightsaber fight. It's going to be crazy. Um, but enough about nerding about Star Wars. We're going to nerd about other more nerdy things. And now for our feature presentation. So BlizzCon was this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Um, for those of you who do not know what BlizzCon is, it is Blizzard's convention. Blizzard is a company 
that has made uh, video game entertainment for qu- quite some years. Uh, most popular, mostly PC games. But they, yeah, I mean, they, they started off as uh, Silicon and Synapse, mm-hmm. and then they did some uh, some console stuff, if you remember, Lost Vikings, Rock uh, and Roll Racing, Blackthorn. Which, yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about some of their legacy stuff, like Blackthorn and Rock and Roll Racing. I, I played Lost Vikings on Super Nintendo, I think. Which was a kind of a fun game. It reminded well, me. Lost Vikings is awesome. Yeah. It, uh, what did that remind me of? It reminded me of a bigger version of Lemmings, because you had to use different Vikings to move through the map. Yeah, because you had uh, one guy that had a sword that could attack things, one guy that could jump, and then you had the one that we all remember, Olaf. With the, the shield. The, just the, the shield. And so he could kind of float or hold the shield. He'd use the shield as a glider, or sometimes he'd hold above his head so the other guys could jump on top. Yeah. So he had to combine all three of them to get through like these puzzles. And it, I got all the way to the last level, could not beat it, but it was it was really good. I like Lost Vikings. I don't remember how far I got in it, but I remember getting frustrated. Like Vikings abducted by aliens, basically, and that yeah. was the whole thing as they're trying to get off the spaceship. And yep. it, just, it was like a genre mashup right there. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, BlizzCon's been happening almost every year for, what is this, like, Seven or eight years? Ten years. Uh, 2005 okay. was the first BlizzCon. Yeah, they uh, haven't done it every single year, but they've done it a lot of years. They've Anaheim, California, I think, was a... Uh, no, no, they did it every year, didn't they? I think they skipped Oh, a no, year. they skipped 2006. Yeah. So they've done it every year except for 2006. Um, and every year, it just gets bigger and bigger. Uh, like, to give you a uh, shot, like, the number of attendees was about 8,000 in 2005. This last weekend, they hit, I want to say, 80,000, not 80,000, 90,000. Yeah, and, and so and BlizzCon is a celebration of all things Blizzard, So, which this year in particular, it keeps growing. So before, like you had, like they had their three pillar franchises, right? Which you have, um, which Warcraft went on from being, you know, an RTS to, uh, you know, the multiplayer, online multiplayer game, which is about to turn 11 next week. Which is ridiculous if you think about that. But and then you also have StarCraft, which is their RTS pillar now, right? Real time strategy. And then you had Diablo, which was their just dungeon crawler, like loot, 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 loot. Then yeah. that was their big three for like a long time. And even at that point, StarCraft two took forever to come out. And it then did. and then Diablo um, three took forever to come out. So it was always this talk of what was coming. Everything's always like years in a development. And then they do the little expansions and things like that. And that's really kind of what they coast off of until they change the number up and do it. Like everybody, everybody was talking about this BlizzCon. They were like, give us Warcraft 4. We want to hear something about Warcraft 4, which I think would be crazy because they've got World of Warcraft going. And it's like, I don't know how they could jump back into the RTS element with that same world. And also in the sense of like setting up a story that has different campaigns because you got to think about how would you manage that story base with the people that be playing the game because you know they want it all to be integrated it would just be i mean i'm sure blizzard could do it but i I think i think um their development cycle is at a point where they finish games when they're ready and i don't think wow could wait no you're right they do they're the type of they're the type of company and there's i think you see so many successful game companies like that where they they get the game done when it's done and if it's not done the game's done like starcraft ghost was set like around 2005 that was at the first blizzcon um to be released as the first console game that they put out in years yeah and that was supposed to be i remember that being on magazine covers like they yeah were ready for this game it was it was really hyped and it was kind of like a splinter cell metal gear-esque type game that was set in the StarCraft universe where you play a ghost, which is one of the, the espionage units of uh, the humans in, in StarCraft. And um, they 
they had they had demos. People were playing betas at the BlizzCon and other and E3 and all this stuff. And then something happened, and they were just like, "No, we we are not going to remake this. We're not going to work it." Folks, it uh, they 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 also had that game mainly done. They had voice acting and all that stuff done. They're like, "Nope, that was supposed to be their, their console crossover from the Warcraft uh, RTSs." Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they they're like they, they're very they're very unique. And, and not to get off too much of a tangent there, where if something doesn't work right, they'll be like, "We're done. We're not going to continue on with this. We learned what we need to learn from this. We will not what we liked. We'll take on something else." Like that whole Project Titan that had been talked about for a number of years, um, they scrapped that and then suddenly get a game called Overwatch that just shows up. So they, they're really good at learning from, like, I don't know, trial and error. It's probably maybe not the right way to say it, but they, they want to they put out games that they want to play. And so BlizzCon has been a celebration of everything Blizzard. So for a number of years, the main big draw was World of Warcraft. But now, like, now you got, like, um, I know Joe's going to talk about this, uh, StarCraft Legacy of the Void just came out. Just a couple days ago, um, actually yesterday. Yeah, sorry. The first, the first, um, actually, the first couple of BlizzCons were pretty much just for uh, war or for World of Warcraft, like like two thousand five, two thousand seven. Um, it was all World of Warcraft stuff, and then they announced StarCraft two, and then Diablo three, and it was announced in two thousand eight, and then it really started to pick up more. Yeah. Now, um, because it's exploded so much, it's more esports. Like like world championship esports games are held at this convention. Yeah, meaning like so we were talking about StarCraft, which that's been big. Like um, like South Korea has been big with StarCraft for for a long time, and and that's still it's highly competitive. Literally their national sport. Yeah, and then so we're talking about celebrations, all things Blizzard. They they've put out Hearthstone, which is that game you can play on your PC or your tablet or all this other stuff. It's a very mobile card trading game, not card trading, but card battle game that. I have friends that play that that have no interest in anything else that Blizzard mm-hmm. puts out, and they love it. Yeah. And if you already know World of Warcraft, um, which it is the extension of that, it's like you, you crack up seeing some of the stuff, and it's really an interesting interpretation of applying what you know in, in Warcraft to that kind of card game. But if you don't know it, you don't need to know all that stuff. You can still have fun with it. You can jump in and have a lot of fun with and it. And that, that game's making money hand over fist right now, too. One of my friends uh, that I work with, he does he, all he play he doesn't play very many video games, but he plays Hearthstone on his phone and like um I try to talk to him about anything other else but he's like, No, nah, I've never played that really. No, nah, I'm not familiar with that. I'm like, but he he'll talk to me about like card combos and he'll talk to me about like, you know, ranked gameplay and stuff like that. Like he's really into Hearthstone, but like it is funny cuz um there's like uh like some of the cards when they come out and he'll talk about them. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's totally like the character in Warcraft." And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense that the card does that." So 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 then by extension cuz um and I think Blizzard has done a really good job of building their own worlds and making you really excited for their characters, their stories, like what's going on. And you have Heroes of the Storm, which I know we talked about previously, is just like this mishmash of all Blizzard properties put together. And it's like, hey, you like all these guys? It's like taking it's like taking a toy box and dumping it out and be like, well, if these guys all fought each other. Yeah. and I, I think the funnest part, because it was going to be called Blizzard All-Stars, but with Heroes of the Storm... The fun part, at least for me or a lot of Blizzard fans, is um, you 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 get you get that MOBA, uh, that that battle arena game like um, with all those characters. So you get to see some of your favorites 
pop in and out of there and fight with each other, and it, it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's like Smash Brothers. It's basically like Smash Brothers if you if you if you know Smash Brothers. <laughs> the other thing that I think is really funny about Heroes is um, its biggest competition is probably Dota. Which was born out of which uh, was Warcraft born, itself, the yeah. RTS, because Dota stand, stood for uh, Defense of the Ancients. Yeah, which was a, a, a what, an edited um, play type yeah. that someone developed over time, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, "Hey, we like this. We're going to make our own game out of it." Right. And then and then Blizzard's like, "Wait, we've had this in front of us the entire time. Let's just make our own version of this." Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then so. Joe's talking about the esports part of it. So StarCraft is huge. There's still competitions for that. There's even some World of Warcraft PvP stuff that's still kind of a draw. But the big, huge draw right now is Heroes of the Storm. Like, it was the first esport to be shown on ESPN. Like, maybe not, like, it wasn't ESPN 1, but it was like a... Like ESPNU, they had the Heroes of the Dorm competition, right? Because a lot of college kids are into esports, and this was uh, this is their first big one. Because like, I think I'm going to say the in the Americas because they do have American uh, StarCraft leagues, um, but like I think with Korea dominating uh, StarCraft the way it is, that that country kind of like covers that solely for that esport. But um, well, this is your first time sitting down and watching. I actually like, sat down and watched a couple matches on blizzard's website because i was off and i'm just like I, I think i was actually oddly enough i think i was waiting for some of my buddies to jump on heroes of the storm and <laughs> so I, you're like i'll I'm, just watch some heroes yeah, of the storm like well yeah i was like like i had the launcher set up to go and i was just sitting at my computer like looking at like my phone or something and then like playing a like, game on that and then i was like you know what i'm gonna click on this and watch this live coverage so i started watching it and it was kind of like it was really weird on different levels. Okay. It, it was weird because it's like it's exploded into a I hate to call it a sport. A lot of people anytime I say it's like esports, they're like it's not a sport. I'm like it isn't and, and it neither, it's a competition. Neither, yeah, it's a competition. Like, would you call professional gambling a sport like the poker, World Series of Poker? No, but it's covered but, the but same yes, way. Covered, it's yeah, a competition. Yeah. Chess is in the Olympics. It's a sport. It's a competition. Yeah. But um but it's pogs. Like, pogs are not no pogs. People, don't play, people don't play pogs anymore. Hungry, hungry hippos. It's a competition. You gotta feed those hippos. But I'm watching it and like the matches are they're they're getting you know, they're getting ready to start. Like they had a scheduled time for the matches to start and the, the teams it's two teams of five people and they basically control characters and they, they go against each other on a map with objectives and try to take each other's base out. So it's not so much necessarily fighting each other. It's also trying to complete a lot of different team. tasks and yeah. working as a team, but also there is individual effort, but it's kind of a mix. Like if you focus too much on your individual effort and screw your team over, you're not going to have any success. But yeah, if you, it's yeah. a lot of team strategy work and team composition work, um, like who you pick, who your opponent picks, what you're going to pick to counter that. And, like, I'm watching the commentary ahead of time, and I'm like, geez. Like, I've watched other sports, like football commentary, baseball commentary, and this was, like, no different. You know, you had people from different areas. Like, a couple of the announcers were from, I think, the U.K., and they were just going over, like, uh, like just the play styles and, like, why these people use these characters and the hmm. abilities they use and things like that. And to me, as a player, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is really, really in-depth. This is more in-depth than I ever would have thought a video game getting. And then when they actually had the match, it was a world championship match. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know it was Team Duratas was the losing team, and then Cloud9. Cloud9. I, I remember hearing that in passing for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Cloud9 is a, is a big eSport group. They do more than just Heroes of the Storm. but They ended. They up, were the American team, weren't they? They were the American team. Yeah. And a up, lot of people kind of didn't count. Not 
there was a lot of like from surrounding hype that it wasn't going to be an American team that was going to take this. There right. was a lot of yeah. So I was really happy, and it was an exciting. Like they took it in three. It was a sweep. It was like it was like the Rocky Five of Heroes of the Storm. Oh, I don't know if they're playing Russians or not. Probably not. But just like, but the crowd just was going nuts like any other thing. And like watching it, like even I got kind of excited because like I I play the game mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend. I'm like, it's kind of like you know if you go and you do pickup basketball games on the weekend with your friends. You enjoy playing basketball, but it's like when you go to a Cavs game and you're like, these guys are completely different level. You get so much more excited when they're hitting those threes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. Cause that's I'm, a really good That's a really good correlation I didn't think about. Like, that. Like, like, yeah, I can I can get on the court and just play basketball, but I'm nowhere near good as like LeBron and all of them. Just, just a hair below. Just, yeah, <laughs> right underneath. But there was like a couple plays. Like, I remember this one guy. He was, uh, he was stuck. His, he had a guy that could like, um, uh, his movement ability would he could go to anywhere on the map, but it had like a cooldown. He couldn't do it all the time, and he kind of got into a little pickle where like he got jumped by two other guys and. He started his movement ability, and he literally flew away like at like like a hair of like his health before left. he got killed. Yeah, and the crowd went nuts because <laughs> it denied the kill. And when you get when you kill an opponent, you your your team yeah. obviously goes up. So it was kind of exciting in that moment, you know. And then there was a couple other isolation moments where you know they kind of isolated some people and did some some uh, some moves where it was like. So was it clear to understand what was going on? Because I know with video games, especially like when I'm playing games, you got sounds and lights and just effects and just I, all this kind of going on at once where. Um, like you can watch like a game of football and like there's definite stoppages in play so they can talk about what just happened. They can show you a replay if they need to, but like a game like heroes, it, it, it just goes. Yeah. They didn't stop much, but they did. They did talk like they did do a lot of the commentary during and they discussed like why talents they picked with the heroes, which is kind of crazy. It's almost as if you're like watching a football game and you're like, oh, Tom Brady just put on a different helmet. And why <laughs> did he choose to do, use this helmet? Is it going to, you know, make yeah. his field of vision better? Is he going for more sack protection? That type of thing. It's like they discussed that in the middle of the match. You just made football way cooler. I love football, yeah, but that have been way cooler. But that's exactly what it felt like to me. I was just like, oh, OK. I, oh, and, then, and I actually learned a few things. I'm like, well, if you use these two characters characters and do this combo this guy just did this and i'm like that's actually a really good way to do that <laughs> so it was it was weird on so many levels and then just seeing the crowd and and it was just like well it, it's a it's a weird thing to me like i like i don't i haven't really watched any like twitch streams or anything like i i'll i'll watch um like i still play world of warcraft and like if there's a raid boss i'll watch like some of the how-to videos just to get an idea for the fight and there'll be commentary on top of that and you'll see like a really good like 25 man team taking down a boss and I'll be like, okay, now I have a general idea of what to expect. I don't actively go, I want to watch a 10 minute video of someone killing a video game boss, but it feels like with this though, like, I don't know if this is our generation. Cause I, I, cause it seems like it's speaking to the people like the younger generation, like people go nuts for this kind of stuff. And it's just, I've never sat down and watched it, but it seems like you did just on a lark and you really kind of enjoyed it. I did. I would. I. I don't think I would actively seek it out again. I think if I was bored and it was on, I probably would check it out. Like if it was a championship, it was just like. Well, do you think you got more familiarity with the teams that maybe like you would be like you know, kind of interested because like then you get storylines. You then that's the part of like sports that gets me. Like you start to figure out people like. You know, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I and then um, like I, that Ben Roethlisberger guy. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe I mean a lot of you know. Surprisingly enough, you know what surprised me a lot about a lot of these uh, esport uh, teams 
was a lot of them are a lot humbler than I thought. Hmm. You know, because like when you when I go online and I play any game, everybody runs their mouth, everybody talks <laughs> talks shit, and it was like these guys, you know, they didn't really, they were all good sports. And that made me kind of enjoy it a little bit more because it's like these guys could easily stomp a lot of people because they practice like eight hours a day. And stuff. Yeah, and like you see some of like uh, some of the videos I've seen of like the Call of Duty like pro teams. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of testosterone amongst all that, and mm-hmm. I just that is kind of a turnoff. You're right. Like I would rather have. I think what you're saying. I think that would be more inclined. I would like that. So you you were surprised by that, and I just listening to some of the reactions about this BlizzCon. There was so much more of a focus on people were excited for Heroes of the Storm and that competition because the championships were there that it almost felt like um, like World of Warcraft, like they announced a new expansion just like a Gamescom a few months ago mm-hmm. and people weren't excited for any additional, like people were excited, but it wasn't like, it was like, oh, we already found out about that. So it's like, so BlizzCon, which kind of existed to celebrate all of like World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft's kind of like over in a corner now. So then you got like Heroes of the Storm. There was a little bit of Diablo news, you said. Um, yeah, they all the big news of the BlizzCon is, um, you know, World of Warcraft already had its announcement. Pretty much Warcraft was the Warcraft trailer. That was the big announcement. The big movie for, trailer, yeah. The movie trailer for Warcraft. Um, they had... And they had the intro cinematic for the new expansion, which having that so early versus all the other times they've released the games. Those are always fun to watch. Yeah, but this is like this is like the earliest we've ever gotten like an intro cinematic to a game. Like and it was that that was kind of surprising to be like, Oh, here's the the live action movie. Oh, and here's the intro to the game we're making too. And it was like, yeah. Starcraft they touched on Legacy of the Void, which just launched on Tuesday, which I've been playing and it's great. Um then uh they talked about their plans for Starcraft and like further on. So come the summer, they're going to be launching... I was going to ask you about this because you just mentioned StarCraft Ghost. So what's going on now sounds like a throwback to a Ghost. little bit about that. Yeah. yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to launch small expansion packs that aren't like full-fledged expansion packs. I don't know how much they'll cost, but they'll probably be like maybe 15 bucks or something like that. But it's going to be story continuations, and I'm sure they'll probably add maybe some units or things you can do. Um, but they're doing the first one that's going to be... Uh, that's going to follow Nova, who is the the one of the prominent ghost characters of the Starcraft universe. And she's going to be the main point for the story for that. And that's coming out in the summer. It looks like it's more like, like an RTS splinter cell type of like the way they kind of set it up where it's like you're in this facility and you got to use your abilities and be stealthy. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder because the Starcraft engine that they've, they've given people the ability to make things, right? So there's like this really crazy community out there building games with this game engine like someone started making a world of starcraft just as like they wanted to have this kind of happen mm-hmm. and blizzard stepped in and was like ah you can't do that you know but yeah, like they're whoa, like whoa, no whoa, yeah. whoa 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 you know but but they started doing where they started making an rts engine into an mmo right and that just shows you how crazy their like their building blocks are makes me wonder if they started applying this idea like well we can do an rts but what if we actually make it more of like a, a like close quarters combat like I, that, that makes me think that's what that is, as opposed to a full fledged RTS. You know, like, I'm excited to see yeah. what it's going to be. But they're they're doing that, um, and then for Diablo, they announced that they're going to do a new patch with, of course, new gear, new set gear, things like that. But they're going to put a new dungeon in, new dungeon type, and set dungeons, which means you have to be wearing a set gear set to go into the dungeon. Um, which this is the pants dungeon. You must right. be wearing pants to be in yeah, this dungeon. You can only go on AKA here. my Monday through Friday job at work. The <laughs> pants dungeon. Every, every item has to be corduroy. Yeah. And then you can get in the, that's basically what they're doing with Diablo. So Diablo didn't get a lot of love. Do you have crush for lore? You're not welcome um, to this one. 
but like unfortunately yeah like even even Warcraft with the esports um World of Warcraft had the championship world championship for their Warcraft World of Warcraft PVP their arena yeah their like, arena yeah. um StarCraft 2 had its had its championships there too and then um Heroes of the Storm of course and I want to say the total prize money for all of the esports there were four games there four or five games there for esports, the total prize money was like three point three million dollars. Wow! Between all of them, <laughs> that's uh, so. I know just, first place. I think first place uh, Heroes of the Storm got two hundred thousand. So, and, and this is all based off a of competitive play of a free to play game. Like that's. I mean, not that not that you could just be like, I'm gonna free to play, and suddenly become a pro player. But right. that's it's just it's and yeah, like, it's crazy because I mean, this is like an actual thing. Like NASCAR, I, I said my one my one friend, I was like, it's like NASCAR. Like these kids didn't just walk up there in a Minecraft hoodie. Like they came home, you know, from school and ate their hot pockets and started playing hots for money. No, they have like they have uniforms that have sponsorships from Alienware, uh, Red Bull. Um, God, one had DraftKings on it. And I was just like, okay. But yeah. they, they have, like, corporate sponsors for their teams for these eSport games. Wow. So. And we didn't even talk about, like, uh, you know, the 800-pound gorilla that was all BlizzCon, like, literally Overwatch, uh, Overwatch and their 800-pound gorilla so, that's oh, in the game, Winston. Overwatch, yeah. Overwatch was the, the big, the big... Uh, they announced it last year at BlizzCon. Right. But this is the first year where they, they had a little bit of beta last year, but, like, it was internal... Well, sorry, more like internal alpha play, but... They have announced the game's coming next year. They gave a release window uh, for PC and for consoles, like specifically yeah. for PlayStation Four and Three Hundred and Sixty. The Xbox One was probably the big the big news because Blizzard doesn't go onto the consoles too often. I mean, they ported Diablo Three, and people like that a lot. Like right. it's worked out well. Um, this is more of a competitive. Like, so it's this weird. Like, it, it's 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 a weird. Like they, it's like almost like each each uh, Blizzard game. Like it, it kind of like like slowly. It, it, Shades into the other, like you got Starcraft that kind of like shades into Heroes of the Storm a little bit because of like you know it has some of that kind of Twitch moving like overworld map stuff, but it also kind of has that feel of Diablo where it's like the what just the way you kind of move that kind of feels into like World Warcraft. It, it all kind of it all kind of links together and it's like and how. Uh, elements of gameplay are seen in, in one another. And then you got Overwatch, which is a team-based shooter that has objectives, so it feels kind of like like Heroes of the Storm in the sense that you got to work as a team, but it is very fast-paced in a shooter. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like they just keep, like, everything kind of holds hands. And it's like, and, and you just want to love everything and hug it all, you know? Like I think they just want to cover all the bases. I think so they want to take over the world. They, I think there's like, they're like, they're going to take all my money. That's all there is to it. Like the only thing I think, and this wouldn't surprise me. The only thing I don't think Blizzard has is a game like Fallout or Skyrim where it's completely story driven, uh, like hours and hours of gameplay where you're by itself. By itself. Wouldn't surprise me if that's on their radar. Now. That could be totally up up their sleeve next because like they they have they have the shooter with Overwatch now. That mm-hmm. was one for a while. Uh, MOBAs got big with League of Legends and Dota, and they decided to make Heroes of the Storm. They've always had RTS. They. I mean, they're, they're the kind of the king of that. I mean, maybe they, not, the, maybe like not as in depth as some of the other stuff that's popular. But you think of Blizzard, you think right. of Warcraft, you think of Starcraft. Everybody's not everybody's first art real time strategy game was Starcraft or Warcraft. But when you, if you grew up playing computer games, you had to have played one of the Warcraft games or even Starcraft. And then Diablo was their their dungeon crawler, which which was huge. 
So, like, they've always covered all the bases with all that stuff. And now they have this shooter, which is a lot like Team Fortress, which mm-hmm. is really popular. Um, and they make them fun. They have, like, such the, such great, lovable characters. The stories are great. I mean, I will say this, because I know there's some people listen to our pod- podcast that are not gamers. And you don't have to jump into these games and just be like, you know, this sounds interesting enough, but I don't have the time to play a game. Like, do what I did one time. I went on YouTube, and I was looking for uh, researching some stuff for some of the games. People will just rip the cutscenes, and if mm-hmm. you want to sit down and watch the story, the story for, story for StarCraft Two alone is, is pretty amazing and fun to watch with all the CG. Well, then I know that um, that's another thing, too. Wow, there's a lot to go over here. Um, that uh, Activision Blizzard has actually announced that they're going to actually um, start making like additional content like uh, TV shows and short films and, and all this stuff to where they're, they're going to strengthen their brands, you know? And if, and if they let Blizzard do their own thing, which Blizzard has a track record, like look at any cinematic that they've done for their games. And though it does take a while for them to make them, they just knock them out of the park every single time. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to be doing um, a number of Overwatch uh, shorts too to kind of introduce you to the characters. Like this is the most exciting thing that I've not seen anybody get this excited about a game. Like me, people get excited for games, but like people, there's people in cosplays of already of characters in this game, and the game's not out yet. Yeah, at BlizzCon, so people are already embracing this world, and they're showing that hey, there's a big story here, and there's a big universe behind this, and it's just it, it, I've not seen something this prepackaged to present an entire world. This is like the anti-destiny. Like that's really what this is. It's like, Oh, you want story? It's coming. Oh. You know, like just, it's the biggest thing is the story. That's, I mean the gameplay, like I'll like the gameplay, but I think I'll be really all about the backstories, of all these different characters. Well, and that's the thing. Like I always said that like Blizzard's stories really hook you in. And mm-hmm. like, I'm dying to just get through legacy of the void, the Starcraft thing. I played it for probably about an hour or two today. And like, Within the first, like, hour, there was, like, bombs dropped, and I was, like, getting hit in the feels, and I'm just, like, because it's the last <laughs> part of the trilogy, and I was just, Which like, you've been waiting, ah. like, the, what, um, uh, the, what is it, um, the first one, five Wings of Liberty, like, yeah. that came out, what, five years ago? Five years ago, Wings of Liberty came out. Oh, so then... Five or six years ago. Yeah, and that's, that, so you've been waiting, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's... Uh, it's been spanning that long, and you get an investment, like, in the characters that way. Cause well, you're it's just the same like, thing, like, when I was waiting for the next Dark Tower book to come out, or people are probably excited for this Game of Thrones, where it's like, you get, yeah. you want to know, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and then when it hits, and you're just like, it hits you harder. <laughs> it hits you a lot harder than if you just Netflix, Netflix binged it, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah, because you've, like, you've already built these ideas in your head of what to expect. Yeah, yeah so... Um, and so then just to mention a little bit about World of Warcraft that I'm excited about, because um, that's the game I still play all the time, because Joe's the head vampire and got me hooked, and he walked away from it. <laughs> um, like, again, it turns 11, like, next week, I think, or soon. Um, the, the big thing I, I liked is that the, the two big changes, they're, they're doing class overhauls again. Like, and so for a game that's going to be 11 years old, they're still trying to say, you know what, this works, but we could do better. And, like, I have not seen a commitment to like an existing game where they keep tweaking and trying to find the fun and, and things. And they're doing some big changes to the classes. That's exciting. Um, they're also like doing this thing where they're trying to come up with like always having something to do at in game. And like, they're trying to take like the Diablo model a little bit where they're just keep changing it where it's like, there's like someone said that there's always something to do in world of Warcraft, but this is going to be stuff that you want to do. And that's someone internal blizzard that said that. 
Because you, you can always spend forever just fishing or whatever it is you want to do, yeah. but it's not really, you There's know. There's tons of mini games. T- tons of things to do, but not yeah. a lot of things that are always fun. And they're trying to make it daily fun. And if that's the case, you guys, the, the show's done. You're never going to hear from me again. I'm just going to be, it's, I'm going to be like the Matrix. You're going to jack me, like my head's going to be jacked in the computer and I'm just going to be lying on the floor and that's it. Like I'll, just, I'll never leave the World of Warcraft. You know what I'm really surprised they didn't do is I'm surprised they didn't roll Hearthstone into WoW. Like internally? Like, like internally. Yeah. Like you go to the end and you click on your deck and you sit there and play in WoW. It wouldn't surprise me if that would come eventually. I know since Activision Blizzard has bought King. I th- did we talk yeah, about that last week? We, uh, no, we didn't talk about that. Last um, week. So anybody out there who plays Candy Crush. So if you're like, hey, I know that game. You guys can talk about a game that I know now. <laughs> Candy Crush. <laughs> Candy. You know, there's not enough Oregon Trail talk on the show. Yeah. Candy Crush, uh, the company that makes Candy Crush, King, they got bought out by Blizzard Activision. So, like, they it was like, what was it, five point eight billion dollars? Like, it was yeah. um, more than what Disney paid for Star Wars. Think about that. There's a lot of drunk people on their couch with a box of wine playing Candy Crush, dropping hundreds of dollars on that game. Nah, good, good on them, I guess. I don't know, but like someone made the joke. Uh, I was listening to, um, I was listening to another podcast that's like that's Blizzard focused, and they said, uh, <laughs> "No, I'm, it's just it's fine. It's, uh, it's the instance. Uh, uh, like know. if you guys like World of Warcraft, listen to the instance. It's awesome. It's what got me hooked into a lot of uh, different uh, Blizzard things." Then one of the guys said, "You know, I don't play Candy Crush, but if they suddenly took all the candy and changed it to Jewels and Diablo, he's like, I'd play it in a second. Like, right? Like it just this is if the interface was changed to where it's like, oh, it's actual gems as opposed to which isn't that just be jeweled." Um, yeah, it yeah, pretty much, it pretty anyway. much is. Um, like, but, if they found some way to incorporate the Zerg into that game, I probably would play it too. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it feels like now the Activision Blizzard is like they're like we we now have like um, you know we have um, MMOs covered. Clearly, they have shooters covered. I mean, I know Blizzard's doing their own thing with Overwatch, but Activision is the Call of Duty machine, right? And now they now they just went out like we don't know mobile, so we're just gonna go buy a mobile company. It's like they're I. I have sometimes have had issues with Activision. I've never really ever had a problem with Blizzard. And it just feels weird that they're like connected, you know, and it's just Blizzard's going to take over my life, but I'm not, uh, I'm not upset about that. Like as I would be other larger companies. I don't, I, that's, I that's think they're me. doing it right then. If that's and even as scary as that is, then you know, you're when you're complacently comfortable. Yep. That's pretty much like, it's just like, you're going to put the Blizzard pod under my bed. Yep. Wait, that already happened to me years ago. So that's what's just, hey guys, if you just want to try World of Warcraft, it's free. Just, you know, like you can, you can talk to me in game. I may get Joe to come play again. I might come play back again. <laughs> I don't know. I've got too much. Uh, you got too much Heroes of Storm Starcraft. to watch. Yeah. Like, and they keep, <laughs> they keep pumping out heroes because they have new heroes coming out all oh, the time. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to mention too. Like, this is bizarre. Like, so most of the heroes in the game are just single, single player characters that you can play individually. They have announced that there's going to be a two-player, like two people can play the one character yeah. at the same time. It's a two. It's a two-headed ogre. Yeah, named Chogall. Yeah, that that normally like they they normally just argue with each other. Both mm-hmm. heads argue, and it's it's really funny. But one player gets to control the walking around and the warrior side, and then uh, the other player gets to control the mage side. Yeah. Uh, independently after i looked at it and some of the gameplay it didn't seem too complicated to me because there's already a character in the game called abathur and abathur's from starcraft and he is kind of like the mad scientist of the zerg and he does all these like dna sequence spinnings where he re-evolves different zerg and to give different abilities but in heroes of the storm he doesn't actively engage anything he sits back in the base and then you have a complete overworld view and you can drop 
these these symbiotes onto the players and give them different abilities, and you can control the abilities while it's on them. So that's basically what it's going to probably work like is you're going to have like somebody who's constantly with that one player who's moving and then you're gonna have the other guy control some of this stuff yeah it's but i feel like i just worry that it's gonna turn into like someone like in a horse costume where one guy's gonna be the head the other guy's gonna be the butt and it's like they're not gonna know which way to walk and it's like they're gonna get angry at each other i think a lot of chogal is gonna be um which i think they couldn't have picked a better character it already is it's already a two-headed ogre that argues with itself so you just have to have two players just getting mad at each other um and, and they actually made the, the characters going to be free uh, it's free to all people that were BlizzCon and had the virtual ticket, which is like the TV service you can buy to watch BlizzCon. But if you see the character in the game, um, and you're, you, if you play with that person like twice, you get the character yourself. Yeah. So it's like you, it's kind of cool that you don't have to pay for it, but you have to play to get them, which is kind of interesting that, I don't know, Blizzard is really good at like, like finding ways to make you spend money, but also being like, by the way, you can have this for free too. And that just keeps, that just yeah. keeps the hooks in you. And yeah. well, I got, I got, who did I get? I got Diablo for free. Cause I had, I own Diablo. And then, um, they gave you Artanis, the new hero for heroes of the storm from, cause Starcraft legacy, the void came out. Okay. So they gave you the new Starcraft hero in the game. Doesn't it just, yeah. Doesn't it make you feel good though? You're like, I got free stuff. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like free stuff. <laughs> All right, so um, clearly we just want to go to BlizzCon once together and just go. It'd be a good time. Yeah, like now, like before, it was all World of Warcraft, and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not that big into World of Warcraft that I would go to a whole convention about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like now when it's like you know StarCraft's huge, Diablo's huge again. Like I could go there and, and really enjoy stuff. And you know, here's the storm. Yeah, I um, so I uh, I'd say if there's anything that you guys. Um, I know we talked a lot about video games and, and a lot about a company with video games. Uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. It's Invading Podcast. Um, our Gmail address is Invading Podcast Gmail. We have a Facebook page. Um, so please let us know if there's anything you're looking forward to or if you think that you could kick our asses in these games because you probably can. Maybe not, Joe. You kick my ass in all those games. No, I'd probably get my ass kicked, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so moving on. So uh, speaking of BlizzCon, I don't know how this happened. But Joe somehow, like, I don't know, like, what did you do to get this, like, to happen? The, the, the interview that you got, like, you, like, this is, this is a tough get. Um, well, I, I don't know. I was just kind of minding my own business and, like. <laughs> you, you were on Tinder. You're just like, I don't know about that. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Dreadlocks and blades. I like. Oh. Um, dot com. Dot com. <laughs> No, uh, it's not really Tinder. It's just, it's an oddly specific site if you're looking for something. Uh, no, and then I found all this weird gook on the ground, and it was like Zerg creep, and I was like, this shouldn't be here. <laughs> but, so, you, uh, you just, so you just follow that, and then yeah. yeah, and luckily they didn't kill me. But they were, I was like, hey, can I can I get, can you guys get me in touch with uh, with Kerrigan? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And so she said she'd come do an interview. And this, this sounds like the beginning of like every Craigslist story where it's like I don't know I was just online. <laughs> was online. You want to meet and it's like I don't know this, this could this could be my death. I don't know or it could be fun. I don't know. So Joe landed an interview with um, with Kerrigan Queen of Blades, and we're we're gonna play that for you right now. Um, hopefully Joe lives. We'll we'll find out at the end. I don't know if Joe is if Joe isn't here when we get done talking, then we find out that it didn't end well. Um, so <laughs> anyway, let, let's, let's just see what happens here with, as, uh, Joe talks to, uh, um, is this Kerrigan? Is that her, what was her? Sarah Kerrigan. Sarah Kerrigan. Hey everybody. Uh, I am joined by a very special guest. I have Sarah Kerrigan, the queen of blades here with me, and she has traveled all the way here to Cleveland, 
to perform this interview with me. Sarah, what do you think of Cleveland so far? Nice planet. I'll take it. I really don't think that the uh, the planet is up for grabs, but I I don't think that would stop you. The swarm will consume all. Okay, you're freaking me out a little bit. Don't take over my planet. I just wanted to talk. I sense your fear. Uh, yeah, I'm a little afraid. What can I say? You've got mind reading powers, psionics. Uh, you've got stabby wings. They're they're uh, they're they're very um, pointy and, and and. Cat got your tongue. <sighs> yeah, a little. Okay, let's just kind of let's kind of start this over. Okay. Speak. Your queen listens. All right, fine. So I'm just gonna jump into my question. So, three races in StarCraft. You guys, the Zerg, the Protoss, the Terran. What makes your Zerg stand out so much from the other two races? The Swarm is the instrument of my will. We are unending. So what you're saying is sheer numbers. Um, the Zerg are unending. I think uh, outside of the game, they even coined the term to Zerg something just means to completely overwhelm it. And with you being the commander of the Zerg, what sets you apart from the Terran and the Protoss commanders? I don't take a prisoners. So you're just completely ruthless. That's that's your tactic. I mean, that's not a bad tactic, but scary. Okay, so let me ask you this. We've been in this interview for about two minutes now, and, and I mean, does this serial killer uh, persona work for you all the time, or is, is there a different Sarah Kerrigan when she's not out there doing the brood war thing? You should get to know my primal side. Oh, well, that's kind of forward. Come closer. Don't be afraid. I'll be gentle. Oh, okay. Ah, you crazy bitch! Oh my god. Holy shit. Did your heart just skip a beat? You might want to get that checked. Why would you do that? What kind of crazy Zerg Beetlejuice thing was that? I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. And we're back to Cosmic Serial Killer. You know what, that's not even something you do to somebody you like. What the hell's the matter with you? Anyway, next question. Um, I wanted to talk about, like, in the past... The past is dead and buried. No, you don't get to dodge this question after that little little heart attack you almost gave me. Um, in the past, you used to be human, and you were a redhead. Do you ever miss being a redhead? Or hair, for that matter? I always did look better in purple. Yeah, purple's good. That's, that's a good look for you. I like it. Okay, so last question before we wrap this up. Blizzard has Overwatch coming out next year, June 2016, and I was wondering if you had any pull with Blizzard, if, you know, I'm sure you do with your mind control powers, but if you would be able to snag me a copy or maybe a beta invite, what do you think? No one gets a free pass. Oh, what the hell? Didn't you say you liked me earlier? thought we were kind of cool after the whole make me crap my pants thing. All right, fine. Well, it's time to wrap this up. I wanted to thank you for coming on Invasion of the Podcast. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, I look forward to killing a lot of people with you in StarCraft and Heroes of the Storm. Uh, is there anything that you would love to tell the, the listeners of Cleveland or the world uh, that are out there? Yeah, I'm still the queen bitch of the universe. Well, if there was any doubt of your omnipotence, Kerrigan, 
there is none now. All right. Well, good luck to you in the Kopulu sector, and hopefully you get all the worlds that you can, just not Earth, I guess. Anyway, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. And we never heard from Joe ever again. Until now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was worried there for a second. I, I I'd even heard that earlier, and I was like, I don't know if he's going to make it this time. That uh, been... it was, I was pretty scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, could have killed me with her mind. I mean, so far, that's like that's two really crazy gets. I mean, John Hammond, who, you know, that guy's dead now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Joe got to talk to him. And then, then uh, you know, the space the <laughs> hive mind lady. I mean. <laughs> That's what, what's what's next? Like the Pope? Is that like you're going to talk to? I might get I might yeah. get interviewed. Pope, Pope. Or, or Burt Reynolds? I don't know. Like yeah. I don't know how, how I have that in my head. That's all. That's a lot the of po- like the Pope or Burt Reynolds. Or Burt Reynolds. It's like those are the two things. Like Pope or Burt Reynolds. That's uh, everybody else is inconsequential. I don't know. But um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, like I said, it was video game heavy this time. I'm sure next time will be I just probably Marvel comics heavy. I don't know. Like, Marvel, well, you know what? I, I don't know. Secret Wars is still got it. She's. They're never going to wrap that up. We'll, well get around to that. And then Jessica Jones is, uh, is oh, yeah, coming no, out. Oh, no, so. yeah, Jessica Jones is coming out. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to talk about that. Like, I have some of that stuff to read. I think it'd be good to kind of uh, compare some notes and then have some, like, we'll have some discussion about that. So yeah. uh, anyway, again, join us on the on, on the Facebooks, on the Twitters, and, and you know, hit us up on the email. Um, that will do it for us this time. Um, you know, have a good week. Um, be safe. Don't answer any uh, weird Craigslist uh, ads involving creep and um, dreads and sharp objects i don't know um any any last words joe like last words because you know you may not make it oh i never have last words you know that i can't think of anything <laughs> always, right. always always make sure you have all the right amount of uh resource gatherers on your nodes there you go that's that's a good lesson just as in for life too so all right guys we'll see you next week
Um, okay. Uh, testing. One, two. Am I too loud? Am I too loud? I don't think I'm too loud. All right. Talk some more, Joe. Hey, hooray! I'm gonna talk real quiet though, just because. <laughs> just, just talk normal for a second. Is, no hoorays, no real. Is, like, well, hey, everybody, hey. this uh, this is a page of the podcast after dark. This, yeah. <laughs> this is for all you ladies out there. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna talk about Tom Hiddleston playing Loki. 